You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. This episode, we'll be talking about the Isley Brothers 3 plus 3. In the room, I have Rob. Buenos noches. Ben. It's 6. And John. Still evening. 3 plus 3 is the 11th album by the Isley Brothers for the epic label under their T-neck imprint. It was released on August 7th, 1973. The producer was Ronald Isley, Rudolph Isley, and O. Kelly Isley Jr., And the genre is funk, soul, and rock. And I'm going to read from the book, Michael Linden. Until the album 3 Plus 3 came out in 1973, people knew the Isley Brothers as a group like the Drifters or the Moonglows, smiling black guys in cool mole hair suits. Listeners loved the Isley's hits. The Beatles covered their twist and shout, and the group had a hit with the gospel-inspired R&B stomper shout. But their work for Motown proved frustratingly inconsistent. 3 plus 3 proved that the brothers from Teaneck, New Jersey could play and sing with as much passion and pop appeal as any 70s act from David Bowie to Al Green. 17-year-old Ernie's long legato lines on fuzz tone Stratocaster, inspired by Hendrix, who had played with them in uh, the 1960s, fueled the brothers' move into rock-friendly territory. That Lady, the opening track, became a big single, but what it comes down to and the epic summer breeze linger fondly in the memory. The vocals are light, melodious, and soulful. And on summer breeze, Ronald's tenor is ecstatic. A warm romantic 3 plus 3 is filled with danceable grooves, and the overall sound has a light, almost acoustic R&B, folk rock feel that makes one yearn for the innocent days before disco. All right, what do we think of the Isley Brothers 3 plus 3? This this record kind of cooks. This is an awesome record. Yeah, I was not familiar with this before. No, I knew you know some of the singles, but damn, that is some tight playing, and those vocals are spot on for me. Yeah, I mean, I gotta admit that I liked a good number of the tracks on it, but not all of them. Really? Like for me, just sometimes it didn't hit. You know, I liked that they were doing their own thing with the covers that they did, and I love uh, Ron Isley's. Uh, his whatever counter tenor voice. I mean, it's amazing, but some of the way that they played on some of the tracks, it just didn't, it was maybe a little too folky for me, like, which is a weird thing to say. But when I heard him say uh, in the review, London, you said yeah. right, uh, that it was kind of almost acoustic R&B, which it's not like there's a lot of electric, but there's that feel backing up some of those songs. And I, and maybe that's what it was for me that I didn't like. It's that acoustic piano, like the piano yeah, coming in a bit. Maybe. And just like the sentiment, like when the Isley brothers are full on cooking, like on, uh, 
that lady or on uh, uh, what it comes down to, like I'm, I'm completely committed. But when they're playing around or he's trying to find um, an emotion where it's not, um, it, it's a little more plaintive maybe. But then again, like uh, Don't Let Me Be Lonely, his version of Don't Let Me Be Lonely was actually really good. Yeah. It's, it's some of those ones like... Listen to the music is pretty good, but uh, the sunshine. Okay. Sunshine go away today. That, I mean, that cover, I didn't really like, I didn't okay. like their version and it, I don't know exactly why, but I think it was that they, they didn't bring as much power to it as I was expecting them to. Yeah. It does have this sort of airy feel that doesn't really, it's not like a big punch and it kind of reminded me of Sly's second album that we got to family affair and those kind of, uh, sort of overdubbed and it's like this studio like level right here and it doesn't have those big dynamics going back and forth i just got lost in like the groove and the bass playing oh the man the bass playing on this album like stood out for for me especially because it's like a bass player who perfectly knows how to how to fill out those sound those songs without sounding flashy it's blood bass awesome like blood harmony yeah like it's brothers and cousins like they, they yeah they grew up playing together the yeah. three and the yeah. three are family right yeah it's like the first the original three is what ron yeah but ernie they're all like they're all isley's but there's one who's isley whose last name is not isley who's a cousin he's the one who plays synth still blood still blood yeah <laughs> i mean that's tight yeah, yeah. Huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right I'm just saying, commenting on, on uh, the bass. And I just think, you know, people that grew up playing together are probably going to have that tighter feel. Did yeah. you right. ever play music with any of your family? <laughs> I'm not talking singing in choir. I'm talking like, hey, brother, why don't you, uh, why don't you hop on that I, uh, guitar? I wish. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I want to be in a family band. Not so for that. Robbie. My, my fucking, the, the stuff that my brother was playing, the things like that he moved out to Arizona to play. Oh, fuck me. No, no, not at all. What's your brother's instrument? Oh, he's a bassist. Chronic bass face. <laughs> he had a tiny uh, checked fedora and uh, uh, cargo shorts up here Oh, with, with the head move. So the bass as a tech level, yeah, and it was like a it was like a really nice BC rich. Like, oh, of course it is. It, 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 it was <laughs> five a, or six. It was a bit strings. It was four. It was only okay. four. It was only four. No, he, okay. he he wasn't wasn't that nuts. But no, I I couldn't imagine like locking into what my brother was throwing down. So I <laughs> well, I think the Isleys had a different experience. Fair. Well, I mean, yeah. and they started. I mean, and that's the thing that it's kind of hard to remember. They started in the fifties. Yeah. Right. Like this is their eleventh album. Yeah. That is fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. These are the guys who did what? Shout, Twist and Shout. Uh, yeah, Twist, Shout, and Twist and yeah. Shout, and this old heart of mine, right? Mm-hmm. Like those are Isley Brothers songs. Then they they had another like late sixties like chart topper, didn't they? I I should have written it down and I did not. Wait, how old is the uh, kid playing guitar then? Seventeen, but he's you know three plus three. You've got the three original Isley Brothers, and then on this album they're adding. Is that someone's son? Because or, or cousin. He's old enough to have been he, born he when... He is old enough to... Oh my god, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you've, you've got the three original Isleys, and you've got three family members that were, had been part of the band on previous albums, but were not considered full Isley brothers until this one. 
Sewing a tie. <laughs> That's how you make it. Isley brother as the name of the band. They didn't just beat status, in until this one. in the family. Family reunion's very, very small. <laughs> just those three Isleys. <laughs> Up until now. But is it is it Ernie Isley that's playing guitar on this? Is that... I, I, I don't know. Forget. But he, he cooks. Uh, yeah, Ernie. Yeah, Ernie. I mean, he's, he's killing it on a number of the tracks. Yeah. Yeah, that... The, we were just commenting the fuzz tone with the phaser mm-hmm. and it's like real sharp and it's a little thin, but it doesn't sound out of place. Mm-hmm. I'd written that it's, I don't mind that it has that sort of like thin, uh, phase because somehow it works with the piano. Yeah. And it, the, I think it kind of makes the, the song. Yeah. It's it like does. a cherry on top. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's just that element. It's that like X factor element mm-hmm. that just kind of puts yeah. Puts a yeah, a little spice in each song. It's cool. So you were saying they were originally uh, with Motown. Yeah. Wait, wait, not originally though. Like their fifties stuff wasn't Motown. They right? went. They went Motown and had a bad time. Yeah. Like it's, post it's, Shout and Twist and Shout. After those, I think is when they went Motown. Yep. Didn't have as much success with Motown. And right, so they, they, they. This is their own label that yes, they put this out right. on. The oh, review, good the job, re- boys. The reviewer London said that they're from Teaneck, New Jersey, but. They're from Cincy, aren't they? <laughs> like, originally from Cincy and then did Motown and then settled in Jersey. Yeah. And then opened up Teaneck Records. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, this is their album, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, they, I think they got burned a couple times. I mean, maybe not, maybe figuratively, literally burned in those labels and said, let's do it ourselves. They had yeah. enough clout. I mean, they had enough money with yeah. shout. Are you and- telling me Barry Gordy's uh, burned a couple of artists <laughs> in his day? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> You're the one that makes my day a dream come true. Yet and still you wonder if I think of you. You ought to see how the other girls behave when you're not around. Oh, no. And only then you would know that it's only thing around. If you were there, you know. If you were there. You can't always bat a thousand. <laughs> and you were uh, in that write up that you were reading at the beginning, it alluded to, you know, this. this this er, this time, this era, right before disco is gonna set in. Yeah, and I was thinking about that, and you know, uh, you and John were mentioning almost like the airiness of uh, of the like soul funk, and I guess you know, like enjoy it while it's here because it seems like once you start mixing disco in, and they can go into like the eighties production, like after that, you know, I could be talking on my ass, but it seems like that's not gonna come back in style again for for a minute yeah absolutely yeah once it hits four on the floor yeah and it's uns, 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 yeah that's it's disco they could have easily made this into a disco album by just having a well they would have been innovators because yeah. i believe that would be the first disco <laughs> album we've covered. the songs are danceable like they are. Oh, like, yeah. There's this a number is, of tracks on here that easily could be disco you, you songs can, if you, you can added get them up. Down with it. This is a soundtrack to your sexy party. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, Everybody's dancing. Not many people wearing clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No undershirts. All all vests. Way more vests than shirts. 
I like the covers Listen on this the record. music. Yeah, dude. But I like the covers on this record. Uh, you know, don't let me be lonely tonight. I think that's great. Listen to the music; it's great. But shit, dude, summer breeze. Uh, that is where it's at for me. I always liked the song "Summer Breeze," but I always wished it wasn't as like wilting. You just wish it was a little more menacing. Yeah, <laughs> I just like, I, 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 like it's got such a cool chord progression and an interesting melody and an interesting cadence. I just wish like wish it they stank it up a little more and. And Isley, they sting it up. They put a solid backbeat behind it. One thing that I do love in the, uh, what's the original, Seals and Croft, mm-hmm. that I'm missing in the Isley's is that last verse. Yeah, it's like the last or second to last verse when there's like this, this like min- minor harmony that comes in. It's like a higher harmony. It gives a whole cool like spooky flavor to like the last verse. And I miss that a little bit on this version. Yeah. But this version does cook. Yeah, yeah, I they made the right choice on on a lot of the instruments too. Like no mandolin, like none of that other stuff that sounds more folk oriented. I think they could have used more mandolin. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you in the pocket of big mandolin now? Yep, <laughs> I drink the mandolin Kool Aid. <laughs> I fully endorse mandolin. Mandolin everything. <laughs> Uh, we'll get there. The first time I heard Highway of My Life, when that sexy synth line comes in after the piano and the intro. Oh, yeah. So I, I was immediately thinking, like, oh, this is absolute. I've heard this sampled in so many things. And and uh, Rob directed me to, I think I was thinking of the Black Sheep. I forget what song it is. Uh, but that sound of that sample, would you consider that the same synth sound as, like, the 90s ghetto whistle? No, that's off it's of... It's different, yeah. That, like that same like setting or tone? No. The one from Public uh, Enemy? You mean that one? Like, shit. I like, the, like the Dr. Dre uh, yeah. whistle sound. Uh, there know? was a band from Dayton that originally came up with that sound. And God, I'm going to... gonna. I hate myself that I can't remember what the... Uh, what, what what song it is, but that that's where Dr. Dre got the uh, like idea of that high pitch like squeal yeah. um, specifically. And what the hell is it called? I don't want to yeah, look I'm, at my phone. I'm blanking. Whatever setting they have the the synth set to on Highways of My Life, uh, it reminded me of yeah, that, like like just '90s hip hop. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. A lot of this, I mean, these things are yeah. There's these have been sampled time and time again. Oh yeah. I mean, because they're iconic sounds. I mean, yeah, and they're so damn funky. Yeah, like, oh, like that's the funkiest thing in the world. I can't make something funkier. I'll just take this. <laughs> like, it's just too funky. It's true. Hey, if you can't beat them, yeah, God, steal them. Uh, I was gonna mention too that like coming off of listen to the music and then going right into what it com- comes down to, which should be the first is, is song the side on, split right on there? the yeah on the yeah. second side. I I'm so happy that I live in a era that I don't have to flip the record because it goes right into it's it. It's a nice transition. And it feels great. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful transition. It keeps the beat like going and moving. Now listen to the bass on this song because he just he keeps it tight. He doesn't do crazy, you know, scales and uh he could easily, you know, make this unlistenable to me, but he's he has a way of reining it in. Dude tight Tasteful oh, yeah. R&B bass. Do, do people awesome. call that when the bass is in the pocket? Is that what they mean by yeah. when they say that? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like solidly right there. Like, yeah. Because I've heard that phrase and I was like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. In the pocket would be 
if anything, like a fraction behind the beat, um, like like the at least like for in oh, like, okay, I see. But yeah, but just like locked into that laid back yet locked in thump. Yeah, and for this this album too, from the recording to the playing, I I wrote down like this is studio perfection right here. Like this is when you get into a these are these are serious serious players that have been doing this for years and years and pushing 20 years at it, this yeah point. this sounds Except like a 17 year old yeah i'm sure they played you know how many shows a year 200 shows a year and this is just like the result of that i don't know i was just kind of blown away by how almost perfect robotic it sounded yeah almost to a fault so honed yeah for something so funky to be so crisp oh it's so yeah. <laughs> ben it was the ohio players funky worm that's Mm, mm, yeah. Okay. All right. I feel better. When do you have a date on that one? How close to this is is when they're using that sound? <laughs> uh, I, we're 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 very very close. Uh, Nineteen seventy three. Oh, yeah, yeah. This year. Yeah. Yep. Same year. Cool. Everyone finally. <laughs> when was the uh, when was that first Moog introduced to? Uh, what was the Beatles, right? No, it wasn't. What the the West Coast uh, like birds? C- c- yeah. yeah. When, when when is that? Nineteen sixty eight, seven or eight, yeah. Six, seven. Yeah. Okay. Right so so yeah, everything's progressively gotten smaller and easier to like lug around, and people finally learned how to dial it in. Yep. the guitar yeah the solo what, what mark is this on uh what it comes down to is like three minutes maybe uh yeah three yeah. exactly around three minutes in on what it comes down to the guitar solo is so sweet yeah it's so fuzzy it's like it's a little stratocaster <laughs> velvet strat yeah, yeah. you can like also a, get that tone with like a pig nose like a micro amp uh, or yeah. like a Mi- marshall micro amp just have that just overdrive it yeah yeah <laughs> it's cool uh the isley brothers had Four top ten singles on the U.S. Billboard charts. Sixteen of their albums charted in the top 40. Thirteen of those albums have been certified gold, platinum, or multi-platinum. God damn, Isleys. Yeah. They earned it. Good job, Isleys. Totally. They've had other stuff like Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award. Damn. And they just uh, noticed the 2020 inductees... uh, this week in in our time, yeah, a T Rex, yeah, T Rex, yeah, yeah, about good, time, good job, Mark. come up and <laughs> I have a yeah. I have a question for you guys about the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Should we just call it the Music Hall of Fame at yes. this point? Mm-hmm. We should, okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay, yeah, that's what I wanted to know because 
Well, but Don't country get me wrong. music has its own Hall of Fame. But yeah, country but, music, as does bluegrass. Country but you could argue that Whitney Houston indu- isn't rock. Yet right. She, yet she 100% deserves to be inducted into this Hall of Fame. But country musicians are also inducted into that Hall of Fame as well, right? Yeah, co- the country music Hall of Fame is just stricter to... Like, rock is... You can just interpret it so much more loosely than country music. Huh. Yeah, I just... I've I, listened I, to some new Nashville music. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm confused as to what country well, is Well, are any of them in the hall yet? <laughs> <laughs> they got to be around for Thick 20 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's because I was looking at that as well, and I was like, it's not actually rock and roll, but, no. I mean, at this point... There's so many, yeah, there's so many shades that it's like you... rock, rock and pop. It's yeah. punk rock. Yeah. But you yeah. could easily just be like the Music Hall of Fame or, you know, kind of yes. relabel it. The Billboard Hot 100 Hall of Fame. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I, I like this whole record. It's... Yeah. Is this the one that I'm, you're having This is what I have with? a little bit of trouble with, but like, I was also hearing it on a stereo. Yeah. And so hearing it on a stereo you're exposed in a room that's a little bit more open, I guess. Like, but hearing it in my ears and like hearing the, the synth pitch bend on that, like yeah. sick. <laughs> it's just, I mean, if that's what I'm hearing, like it's, it's, it's pretty rad. Yeah, man. No, it's, it's, yeah. But there's some, there's some old school goofs that for me hit off the mark. And I think that was it. Like in sunshine, go away today. Like they're doing some of the, uh, like R and B soul uh, oh, yeah. harmonics back and forth when they're doing the the vocals, and uh, it seems a little f- forced or off with the with the funk that they're bringing in the other parts of the song. If it was all funky, it is in like a minor key too, right? So it doesn't have that bright like poppy sensibility. It has a bit more of a right sinister. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but, but it's it's trying to bring. Um, it's bridging alum- that yeah. yeah funk and it's a chunky and stew it's a chunky stew but you, if you put your your minor key laments in my major key funks it's gonna feel weird mm. I like this stew it's it's not a bad stew I'm just saying maybe take out or change some pieces of it and and it's not on all of it and and definitely it sounds better in headphones for me like on those songs that I Dis- well, not dislike, yeah. but like less. What have we learned? We've learned that you everything should listen sounds to better in headphones. headphones. That's right. <laughs> it's true. It's me important. <laughs> have you listened to that uh, that stylophone beatbox and headphones yet? <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> you know what pisses me off about that thing? The they put the tuning knob underneath. That thing should be on the side so you can tune down while you play it. It should be. It's like it's like. It needed more UX testing. <laughs> God damn it. Because you know? <laughs> they, they put it there so you can tune it, but no, no, that should be part... That's an integral part of the instrument. That's an integral part of it. Yeah. yeah. You can probably we are bring not it the, up, put a, <laughs> put a crank on it. We are not in the pocket of big stylophone. <laughs> <laughs> Although we should be. Yes. Yes. Stylophone uh, wants to sponsor. Stylophone, get it. at us. <laughs> I will say only nice things about stylophone toys from, from, from now on, moving it's, forward. It's an instrument bin. It's not a toy. All right, because that's the department of the store I found it in. <laughs> was the instrument department. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all I got to say. What do you think, Rob? I like it. Um, I would tell people to listen to it, so I'm going to give it a positive. Cool. Positive for me. I- I've got no complaints about this album. The more I listen to it, the the, the more I get lost in stick shag. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give it a positive at the end of the day. Uh... It doesn't have everything for me all over it, but the things that it does have are amazing. Uh, especially side one, track one, uh, side two, track one. <laughs> That's where you put your bank. Yeah, like they're, they're just 
they come out the gate, they know what they're doing, and then they followed up with smooth grooves, you know, yeah. like you, you can't, you can't hate on it. And when that summer breeze comes through, you're done. It's oh, over. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love the harmonies. Dude, All summer breeze right into highways of my life. Yeah. That, that's such a good way to close this record out. Yeah. Just like a one, two punch. It's like uh, all about the bass, all about the harmonies, mm-hmm. all about the Isleys. I mean, this is this is cool. It's it's strange. It ha- it's like a different take too on that sort of Sly and the Family Stone. It's a bit more. It's not as hard. It's not as hard. Mm-hmm. It's got a little more pop elements in it, but man, they do it right, and all their covers are are tight. I'd say a lot of them to uh, compare to the original or surpass. I mean, they're. Yeah. This is my new favorite version of Summer Breeze. Have you heard Me typo too. negatives yet? I have not. <laughs> Am I going to like it better than I I don't know. I didn't, I didn't hear it, but I was sometimes when I look at a song, I'll look at the covers and it says, you know, originally performed by Seals and Croft and covered by Isley Brothers and also typo negative. I'm like, huh. <laughs> ah, All right. All me. All right. And you didn't listen to it? <laughs> I was busy grooving on this. <laughs> All right. Going to play it out. Summer Breeze. All right. Next time we'll be talking about New York Dolls and their album New York Dolls. Thanks, y'all. Uh-huh.